Hello, folks, and welcome back into another episode of the Jets Lab podcast. I'm your host, Joey Bonsanti. Episode number 24, sitting across the laptop from me, is my co-host, good friend, Jarrett Taramio. JT, how you doing, buddy? Not bad, Joey. Uh, I know we have some sad news today on the Jets side of things. As I'm sure most of you know, uh, passing game specialist, Coach Greg Knapp, has passed away. Very sad news, 58 years old and was struck by a car while biking in California. Yeah, that is when it happened a couple of days ago, it was very sad and he was in critical condition. And we learned today that he had actually passed. It's just very tragic news. And obviously this is more than just football. This is more than coaching. You know, a lot of people are were like, Oh, how is this going to affect? I don't even want to talk about how it's going to affect the jets. You know, this guy was a father. He was a husband. He was a, you know, a family person in general and obviously a great NFL coach as well. So it's just a terrible thing to, you don't want to see it happen to anyone. And just the fact that it happened to one of our coaches, obviously we're really, we, we talk about this team all the time and have a coach pass like this. So tragically is, is just, it's so sad. And, you know, prayers go out to his family and, and everyone who is around him, especially all the players who got to, to be with him and learn from him. Uh, it's just a very sad situation. It would be awesome to see, and, and there's really no reason not to have it, but at least a sticker that says GK or something on the jersey that has GK, his initials. But, um, yeah, it's tragic. I already saw Mackay Becton sent out a tweet. I'm sure we will probably get a statement from Robert Sala as well in these next coming days, but it's got to be heavy for all these people, all these players, all these coaches who have known him for so long. Even those who just met him this season, but they knew he was a good person. And the Salah, he, he Salah did actually release something after the New York Jets did today, so that is out already. Um, it was just a quick paragraph or, about Nap. Um, Nap spent 23 seasons in the NFL. He was an offensive coordinator for the 49ers, offensive coordinator actually for Michael Vick, uh, quarterback coach for Peyton Manning and uh, most recently for Matt Ryan as well, and obviously got to work with Zach Wilson a little bit. So had a really good year, had really great years in the NFL and was a really well-respected guy. And uh, just prayers go out and thoughts go out to the, to the Knapp family. So just always bad news when anything like this happens. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that there should be some form of, whether it be a sticker, a patch, I think a lot of these guys are going to be playing for him, uh, even though he had such a short tenure with the New York Jets. Yeah, and then moving on to a little brighter side of things is uh, both Elijah Moore and Elijah Vera Tucker have signed their rookie deals now. Zach Wilson is the only one left. And uh, rookies also reported this week. So the season, it's like training camp's two weeks away or something, Joey. Yeah, the first one is – I think the first day you can go is like August 1st. I mean, the green and white practice is soon. It's it's really it's really getting close now. We're starting to, you know, smell blood in the water. It's like right there. So, um, yeah. But the, these guys signing the deals is nice. Zach Wilson's going to be up next, and uh, once he's once he's signed and sealed, we're we're ready to roll, man. Like this is going to be one hell of a ride once preseason starts, and uh, we're almost there. So <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm actually so excited to see a preseason game. And I know it's always like, man, it's just preseason, but 
after like the first quarter, it's going to be boring again to watch, but it's just going to be so fun to have football back. Plus there will be fans in the stands during the preseason. It'll be our first look at Zach Wilson in the Jets uniform at all of these rookies in Jets uniforms. And it's going to be so fun to watch. Just going to feel like real football with the fans as well. It's felt to me that football, I mean, even though we had, we got the full season last year, it was with no fans. So in a way it did feel just weird. And every game that I watched just didn't seem right. Having the fans there not only makes the difference for home teams, but just in terms of the atmosphere that it really just makes NFL games. So to see those fans back in the stands, fingers crossed, hopefully we can get through the next variant of this COVID thing and, you know, keep stay healthy and you keep the numbers up or down, I should say, but numbers up in the stadiums. And man, I just want, I just want to see fans in the stands again. That's going to make, it feels like we've been missing football for just almost like years now (laughs) since COVID hit. So does feel that way and then you just mentioned the next covid variant nfl also came out with a statement today saying there will not be any postponements of games if your team cannot play it counts as a forfeit and unvaccinated players will be fine so hopefully all the jets players are getting their vaccines i know they there was stories of mckay becton and quinnon williams getting their vaccine together hopefully they're all following their route but there's just no reason as a player to not be getting your vaccine and protecting your fellow players. And then also now getting that competitive advantage as we've seen other players and reporters state that is basically what the vaccine is at this point. I just, you know, I don't like to get on this topic too much because I guess it's a, you know, a topic of debate nowadays, but I just, I don't see, I feel like the numbers are a lot lower than they should be at the end of the day it's just to protect yourself and to protect, I mean, do we want this league to get back to what it was or do we want to see hints of what we saw in 2020 where we had guys miss games for with COVID and, and, and all of a sudden they could change your whole game plan. You know, you could have your whole offensive line out. I just don't see how that could benefit your team in terms of not getting it, but hopefully the numbers on the jets, as you said, will go up and we can have a, a, a unit that is at least like, 85 percent or above vaccinated yeah the last thing that we want to see is the jets forfeiting a game because they can't put a team out there since none of them got vaccinated or even worse they lose like you said their offensive line due to covid then the backups often the backups come in and then zach wilson gets hurt because the backups don't know how to block exactly so there's many different scenarios that could take place if you know, COVID's still very much a thing. So, especially with this new Delta variants and God, I don't know who even knows how it's going to mutate, develop. And I just hope that we can keep, you know, at least by week one, we could all still have hundred percent capacity. And I don't think the NFL will allow that to go down, but you never know. Get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you want to move into our topic today, Joey? Sure. Let's first of all, let's talk about our new logo. Oh, I forgot about, yeah. That was it may be some of your people listening to this might be your first time seeing it because I don't know if everyone follows us on Twitter, but an unexpected new logo. I didn't even talk to JT about it until the last second. And JT was like, I like it. I just started designing it on my day off. I was like, you know what? We need something that's more simple to the point and cleaner. Cause I, the other one was just, it was like, I had a bunch of ideas in there, but it wasn't really condensed into one thing. So 
I think it's clean. I think it's nice. It's crisp, and uh, it just gets the point across. And I, I like our new our new uh, identity here on the app. I really do like the new half black, half green logo. It does make it pop more, and I hope you guys like it as well. We got some good feedback on Twitter, but I definitely think it will look nicer as the uh, – I don't even know what you call it – the cover art, I guess, for the podcast when you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I am seriously looking into um, making merchandise for our podcast. You know, I know it's not going to, I'm not going to order 200 shirts because it's not like we're that big right now, but I definitely, um, you know, I'm able to actually press the shirts myself through work. Um, so I'm actually looking into doing something like that, at least getting shirts, maybe giveaway shirts for everyone on Twitter. Not everyone, but if you participate in a certain thing, it'll be cool. I'm looking into it. So keep up with us on Twitter, then you'll know if you can get a shirt or not. Exactly. So, well, and it's going to be nice material. Sure. It's not going to be like the crappy cotton ones. It's going to be like nice dry fit material. I'm going to hook people up. I'm going to hook you up, JT. (laughs) I hope so. Damn. (laughs) All right. So let's get into, this is a fun idea from JT. So we're going to hop into it. Uh, Do you want to explain it to everyone what we're going to do? Sure. Uh, Full disclosure. I did steal this from Reddit. So thank you, Reddit. But it's a 10%, 50%, 90% confidence game and i guess you could call it game or whatever you want to call it but it's basically a take about the jets that you have 10 percent confidence in a 50 percent confidence in and 90 percent confidence in so three different takes that all that you're like that you expect to happen this season so i figure we can go back and forth talking about something that we both have 10 percent confidence in could happen this season and then move up to 50% to 90%. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. So uh, I will say that I am 10% confident that the Jets will win 10 or more games this season. Somehow it maybe could happen with it's an easier schedule. Maybe there's the Jets get hot. We get hot around that like home games stretch of like three home games in a row or something like that. It is. And then we get double digit wins, which would be honestly, like I said, I'm only 10% confidence that this happens. And that's why it's in the 10% interval, but it could happen. So you kind of just stole mine, but (laughs) I mean, it's all right. I I can, I can pivot here. And I kind of thought of something as you were talking, Uh, I'm 10% confident that Zach Wilson throws more than 4,100 yards. Now, listen, that, I think that there's a good chance that he could throw over 4,000 yards this season. I think there's a chance that he probably throws in the 35 to 39 range, but I personally don't have a lot of confidence based on the history of how quarterbacking has gone for the New York Jets and what I've seen in recent years. And just do I think it's going to be an improved offense? Yes, but from a two-win team, I don't know how much production we're going to see out of our quarterback in terms of yardage. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to have a bad season, but I'm 10% confident that he's going to throw over that 4,100-yard threshold. That was my second one. That, oh. <laughs> like, uh, maybe Zach Wilson will throw for 4,100 yards. My go, my backup 10% confidence one. But uh, I guess we'll move on to the 50%, and then we can come back if we have another 10% one. But uh, for 50% confidence in, I'm 50% confident in that Elijah Moore will be in the running for rookie of the year. I'm like kind of half and half on it, but I could really see just Elijah Moore gets really hot for like six weeks, 
really becomes the key factor of the Jets offense. And everyone is keen on them, like, you know, the fantasy people, the ESPN, NFL people, NFL Network, you're like, wow, this rookie, Elijah Moore. And it doesn't take a lot to just be in the voting for rookie of the year. Like Miles Sanders was in the voting. He didn't even have an 1,000-yard season as a running back. He only played in like 13 games. Like Elijah Moore can be in the running and because I, I expect him to have like that 800-yard season almost of almost breaking 1,000 that rookie year, just being the huge gadget guy for this offense. So I'm 50% confident that he will be in the running for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. That's a good one. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously you're pulling out of a huge pool of players, obviously, but I mean, Hey, with the 50% thing is like a coin flip. Like, I don't really know. Um, there's a couple ways I could have gone here. Um, I'm going to say I'm 50% confident the Jets will have a top 20 defense. I think the deal breaker here is going to be the cornerback position. And a lot of us know that the defensive line is the strongest uh, part of this unit. A linebacker core is going to be, you know, we don't know what it's going to be. How CJ Mosley going to play? Jared Davis, uh, how are how are any of these guys going to hold up in the secondary too? Um, obviously, we have Marcus May still here playing on that tag. Going to have Joiner back there as well, and we're hoping that Bryce Hall can take that next step. Now, maybe our corners, maybe someone comes out and surprises us. Like, can this defense be top twenty? Like, I think it's a bit of a stretch. It may be even I may be even a little bit less than fifty percent on that, but. I think if all the pieces fall into place with the defensive front and maybe some luck in the secondary, we, we could be looking at a top 20 defense potential. I could definitely see that happening, especially uh, if the linebacking, the linebacker core can kind of figure it out. They mesh together. CJ Mosley maybe returns to like top 15 linebacker. And then these uh, outside linebackers, Jared Davis and uh, whether it be Hamza or, uh oh i'm blanking right now uh the auburn guy we took sherwood sherwood yes uh whether it's one of those guys they just step up i mean the defense could be scary with that defensive line and then the but moving on to the 90 percent confidence that i have in this team is i am 90 percent confident that quinnon williams will have 10 plus sacks this season it honestly just seems like such a gimme like there's no way in my mind, basically, that I'm really 99% confident that this happens. But I I just can't see it happening where he doesn't get double-digit sacks. That's a good one. That, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of mine. Um, <laughs> you have to give me a couple seconds to think because I have a couple in my head here that I can go with. Um, no problem. I, I actually thought of one, but then I was like, I'm actually not that confident that's going to happen. I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to jinx anything. Um, but let me think here. Um, While you're thinking, I mean, I just thought the better way to explain this is like an absurdly hot take that if it happens, you're like completely shocked is the 10%. 50% is like, you know, just a hot take. 90% is basically your lukewarm take where everyone's thinking that. Okay. Um, but, what you're, so you're saying this is your hot take. What, so what, this like the 90% confidence is, is like your lukewarm take where, yeah, everyone's thinking Quinnen's going to have a good year, probably. Yes, yes. Okay. I thought you said the other way around. I was like, I don't think that's how that works. Um, <laughs> um, I, there's a few ways I can go here because that was really, truly mine. Um, I'm going to say I'm 90% confident that 
I'll go Salah has at least six wins as a, as, as a rookie head coach. That's pretty, again, that's a pretty bad one, but JT is fine. Um, I, I think it's pretty fair to say that it's going to be considered a successful year. Unfortunately, that if we win, you know, six or seven games again, I am going to look at it more as an eye test. You know, if we win six or seven games, how do we play in our losses? Did we get blown out or were we fighting till the end? How many, you know, did we play in overtime? Did, Zach Wilson looked good in the losses. Did our defense, how did our defense look like? What was the, because you could be a really good six, seven win team, but the record doesn't really show it. So what kind of team is it going to be? I think you can at least guarantee Sal has six wins this season as a New York Jets rookie head coach. Uh, and it'll be a good step in the right direction. But yeah, I, I really, again, I think my original one with 10 plus sacks is uh I think he's going to be on a, a pretty mean pace to even break the maybe 12 sack. I'm, I'm very confident in that. Um, and that's something that I wasn't very confident starting off, but I think what I'm realizing now is that the revamp line, it's really going to help him out. And I think it's just going to be a scary sight for this guy in 2021. He's just going to rip it up. So. It's going to be so fun to just watch Quinn on with uh, the edge support he has now. And with actual linebacker play, hopefully, but it's he's going to be so fun to watch. Hopefully, a full healthy season. I haven't, I think he should be fully recovered from his foot surgery by now, but I, hopefully, he's just fully healthy by week one, plays out until week 18. All right. So, I have a couple questions for you here. Just as a side, you could rank them on the 10, 50, 90 scale. Okay. How confident are you that Makai Becton plays a full season? 50%. I think, I mean, all those videos that we saw on social media, it actually looks like he's lost weight already. And with a coach like Robert Sala, hopefully he just inspires Becton to really want to play like no, no days off. You know, I could see where with Adam Gase, it's like, all right, you're hurting a little. It's your rookie season. This coach sucks. You're going to and 14. Yeah, you're going to take a day off. But like with a guy like Robert Sala, new rookie quarterback, new culture emerging, I think he's really going to push to be healthy all season. So I'd say I'm 50% confident that he plays full health season. Yeah, right around you were there. How confident are you that Bryce Hall actually takes that next step as a cornerback? There I'm also 50% again. I will say this, though. I'm 50% confident that Bryce Hall will be a solid CB2. I'm 10% confident that Bryce Hall could be a solid CB1. Okay. That's all another fair assessment. But the hope is that he shocks everyone and he's like, and he takes that step and you're like, all right, this guy may be our cornerback one right now for sure. Like, obviously, I don't think we're ever going to see someone, you know, strut into New York as a Darrell Revis type player. Obviously, that's always what you want. But to put someone on an island like that is that's something that is very, very rare. You could have good corners, but to see someone like that come through New York again, it's pretty unlikely. With Bryce Hall, if it just comes out this season that, you know what, he held his own, he was able to cover when he needed to, and we only need to fill in one more CB slot next offseason, I'll be very happy. And how about this one for you? Last one. How confident are you and Joe Douglas heading forward? Uh, that's honestly kind of a tough one. I know it should be a no-brainer 90%, but... I mean, yeah, I would say like 90% confident. I'm confident in him moving forward. 
But this is still, as we've said several times on the podcast, it's a big season for Joe Douglas. Yeah, I think in terms of what I believe and what I've seen from him, I think it's at 90. I'd like to say it's a little bit less. If I had an option of a little bit less, it would probably be a bit less. I'm definitely not at 50, though. Or I'm definitely yeah. not even close to 10. But I'm confident in the guy. And like you said, this is a this is a huge season. I think some people, a lot of people are excited, including myself and including you. But at the end of the day, it is a bit nerve-wracking to know that if things don't really go well for us this season and his draft picks don't really out, you know, this this thing could start to spiral out of control by next season because that's, you know, that's the I'm losing my train of thought here. That's just kind of the the method of roster building. And, you know, if you, if you can't keep it up, then you're not going to be a general manager in the league very long. This is a huge season. I and mean, that's even an understatement, but like that 2020 draft class, they're going to have to perform the draft class right now, this year's draft class, they will have to perform not as much because they're all rookies, but they're still going to have to perform all the free agents we signed. They're all going to have to perform and all of the moves Joe Douglas didn't make this off season or last off season, we're going to have to see where is it the right thing to do. But I mean, I, like you said, I'm not 50% confident in it. I'm closer to 90% than 50%, but I I'm just, like you said, a little nervous. Probably as the season gets closer, I'm going to be nervous just because it's going to be the time of truth and time will tell if Joe Douglas really is legit, but it's a happy nervous. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm very, I feel very confident and positive right now. So not going to let me, uh, let myself bring me down for the, for the, when, when uh, the season starts. So any closing thoughts, JT, anything else you want to, voice out on this podcast episode uh not much now i'm just thinking about joe douglas and <laughs> going off on this little tangent still i guess since we have time sure. i mean joe douglas he hasn't been perfect but it's not like anyone can really bash him for the moves he made but like it like we just said five seconds ago this season will tell what kind of gm he is it really is tough though to grade him so far it's like i feel like he's he's stuck his feet in the water, but he's not fully in yet because he came at such a strange time. And when, when Mac was fired, we were all like, what? I don't understand the timing of this at all, you know? And it didn't really make sense because it's not like Douglas started off with like a clean slate, you know, he was kind of thrown in the middle of it. So just the timing and then COVID and then the whole Gase thing where he's kind of left over with all that baggage from McCagnan's drafts and his regime it's this is really the start of the Douglas era in my eyes, just because of where he was thrown into the middle of it, you know, for sure. And it's the thing that is, I think will give me a lot more confidence in him as well, where after this season, I'll be saying, you know what, Douglas is our guy is if how many wins we'll have, regardless of what the draft picks did from 2020, say for some reason, yeah, Denzel Mims didn't work out, but Mekhi Becton was healthy. And that's basically the only draft pick that really played from that draft class. Besides Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall was also healthy and performed well. And we got six or seven wins. I would say, you know what? Yeah, that's a great job. Joe Douglas did his job. He got in the right coach, got two good players and Becton and Bryce Hall. It was unfortunate Mims couldn't work out. And who knows about Mims? Maybe he does work out. But 
it's really comes to how many games are we going to win this year and what those draft picks are going to look like from last year. Yeah, and then the 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 true the true pick in, in Zach Wilson, you know, if he works out, I mean, that's going to be the biggest. The last thing I need to see is not that I think it's going to happen, but Fields pan out to be a better pick or Mac Jones pan out to be a better pick or I mean, I mean Trey Lance to pan out. You just don't know. This is going to be something that will be t- told in four years. You know, we'll see where we're at with it. But try not to get too nervous about it and just stick with what we have right now. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, you, we don't want to talk about this because now it's making me nervous. <laughs> well, I think one last thing we can mention, and I think it came out today or maybe it comes out in two weeks from today, but the Take Flight uh, series, right? I don't think it's called Take Flight. It's called something else. I think we mentioned this last week, didn't we? I think we did too. But One Jets Drive. Is One Jets Drive, that's yes. it. It's like the, it's like the mini hard knocks. They do it throughout the season, I think. I always watch the first couple episodes and then it kind of fizzles out because they, they really just direct it towards certain players and coaches and stuff. So it's not like a true hard knocks, but it's kind of, it's kind of a cool series to do. Does that, did we mention when that comes out last week? I forget. Um, I don't know when it comes out to tell you the truth. I think it's the start of training camp though. They typically drop it, start a training camp. So sometime in August. Okay. So it's, it's coming up soon. But oh well, I just googling it. But this one came out last season, came out August tenth, and it went all the way to like January. Yeah, so it does go throughout the season, which is something that I can never really get into because once the once the games start, that's all the content that I really need. I don't really need to see the the recap or whatever the one Jets drive is. Yeah, to be honest, maybe this year I I kind of fall behind on like Jets media content like that. But this year I might try to keep up with it through the season, especially if it's just a fun team to watch. Last season was definitely hard to watch, I'm sure. Yeah, it was just – I mean, last season was just – I mean, 9% of the fan base wanted the coach out. You know, we didn't even know what the – you know, when, when you're rooting for your team to lose, it's just not a good time. It's And you have to worry about, you know, leaving – taking away this quarterback, replacing him. It's – believe me, it's not fun to see rebuilding – I mean, it's cool to see how players are drafted and the moves you make in free agency and how you deal with the cap. But I, we've seen it like so many times at this point. It's like brain, brain numbing. You know, it's <laughs> it's. I just wanted to have a good regime that can win for at least like four or five years here. You know, so we haven't we seen need that full years. So <laughs> hopefully, we can start something new there. So. All right. all right, that's all I have though. All right, JT is uh is off on a ramble tonight. He wants to. Get everyone to keep it going. <laughs> keep giving you guys content. All right. Well, thank you for listening again. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Holland Hundos, at Stack and Dollars, and at Jets Lab Pod. Make sure to go leave some feedback on that new logo. Nice, clean plane now. And uh, we appreciate every one of you guys who listens in every week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. And as always, go Jets.